0: It ain't easy now, how could I move forward, when I
1: keep looking backward, I'm just standing still, how can I fight this obsession, have I not learned my lesson, maybe I am Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Perple, joined as always by my co-host Marky D. I mean, he wasn't here last week, but he's back this week. We enjoyed Owen David on the show last week. Marky D, how you doing? Big question. Oh. You had a sporting competition. Yeah, mate. Did you Man. win?
0: Man, I got bronze. I got bronze in uh men's doubles 3.5 out of five. So that's like maybe B plus, like you know, like like, like grade level. Uh got bronze, mate, in doubles. Congratulations. It. Yeah, mate. It's a good time. I I on the Sunday, I think I played 12 games, which is mm-hmm. about four hours of pickleball. Yeah, right. I that's, that's, intense. <laughs> that's oh, intense. It was fun, man. man. It was it's fun. Where you been, mate? Uh, you mate, been somewhere?
1: Yeah, I have uh, spent the week in Singapore. So I had to fly back to make it back for the show. Um, but yeah, I have spent the week over in sunny Singapore versus rainy Sydney. But the weather seems to have uh, jumped on the plane with me. And it's been sunny in Sydney now, too. But yeah, kind of crazy to be back doing the travel thing. Um, I think the states have kind of been doing travel in in the states for a while, but uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. I had to do the I had to do War Room. I, I recorded War Room in my hotel um, over there in Singapore without the mic and stuff. So for those that listen to War Room um, on the audio side, or for those that listen live to TDU right now on Facebook and YouTube, and we've got Brian Brown and Jaredevil and Sean Manahan, I think's in there too. Um, hopefully, if you did listen to War Room, it wasn't too bad. It was a bit weird without my mic. I'm going to try and come up with a solution because I am going to be traveling a bit more. But, um, yeah, it's kind of weird to be doing that. And I don't know if there's many Steeler fans in Singapore either. So if we have audio listeners, you know, Steel fans in Singapore, you know, thanks for a good time.
0: Uh, I bet there is. Steelers Nation is worldwide, mate. You're talking to, you know, two blokes here in Australia. Like, Steeler Nation is worldwide. They're definitely there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, next time I have to get, we'll have to catch up with a view for one of them or something like that. Um, but, you know, obviously interesting week. I mean, you know, the Dwayne Haskins situation broke, you know, you know, sort of the day before I left and sort of saw some of that. Um, you know, I know it was talked about in different B2C shows. So I think, it, I think it's been well addressed from that side of things. Um, but, you know, Mark and I today in this show, You know, there's so much two weeks away from the draft and everyone's talking about the draft and, you know, we've had a pretty intense free agency. So on today's show, Mark and I are basically going to talk about what are some of the things, we'll only pick a handful of things, but what are some of the things that the Steelers need to do between now and preseason, whether it's through the draft or OTAs and, you know, learning the new scheme, you know, the new, you know, offensive and defensive schemes, but what do they need to do between now and preseason that's going to set them up for success? Because I think it's really interesting. You know, we're starting to see the puzzle pieces come in. What's the puzzle going to look like when it's all finished? Um,
0: Um, A a picture of the Lombardi, number seven. That's what we're we're hoping for,
1: right? That's what we're hoping for.
0: Um, Can can I start with this one? Because I just. Yeah, uh, go for uh, it. George, stop stealing my answers, mate. George says here, new GM. So I I wrote down my three, right? And then then as you're talking, I was like, hang on a minute. We need a GM, right? <laughs> okay, all right. Over.
1: Well, let's, let's start with that. All right, so I'll, I'll, I've got a question for you to kick this discussion off because I actually didn't have a new GM on my
0: list, right? Neither, neither did I, but yeah.
1: I Like I get we obviously need a new GM, but do we need a new GM? Do you know what I mean? Like we've got a GM currently serving us through the draft. We've got Brandon Hunt. We've got Omar Khan. Like if it took them – if, if it, They needed, obviously need a GM for the start of the season, but if it took them to the day before the season started, do you really think it'd be that much of an issue?
0: <clears throat> so, so you're saying, like, if, when Kevin Colbert retires, it's not like the house is going to go on fire. It's like, okay, we're kind of set up for, for success, right?
1: Well, yeah, and his title is VP and GM. What's to say he's not going to stay as VP? Because they've said he's going to have some role with the organization. Now, I know traditionally the GM for the Steelers is the VP, but, like, Think you know, corporate America, these titles change, but yeah, I guess I'm sort of saying the team is well set up. If Kevin Colbert's not there, it's not like we've got a rookie coach,
0: no, exactly. We have one of the greatest coaches or one of the best coaches. I'm sorry, fire Tomlin fans, but Tomlin is here to stay and he's a good coach. And players who we have brought into the organization the last few weeks, um, have you know said he that they've agreed with that. So yeah, maybe maybe that isn't overly in need, but it, it came to my tension That, for what I know, is Colbert is stepping down after the draft, and what would that mean for the Steelers? So that that needs to be addressed at some point. But our organization is, yeah, we are victorious, right? We have six Super Bowls out of eight. We are like, you know, always have a chance in the dance. So maybe that really that shouldn't worry us that much, really.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, Corey. All right. So what Corey brings up. Corey Eckenworth, question for you both: Who is your choice as of now, and would you be disappointed if they go outside the org? I'll uh, I'll throw that one to you, Mark, to start with.
0: Well, I'll be honest. I don't even know who really is in the running. Uh, besides, I think was it Lewis Riddick? He might have been. He was one of them. Yeah, they've interviewed like yeah. ten candidates. Yeah, I haven't. Like that doesn't really interest me, to be honest. Uh, to say like who's going to be our GM, like yeah, I just want a guy that can come in. And for many years, even following the Steelers when you're younger, do you even really know the the, the background of the team that much? You, you pretty much just know the running back and the quarterback, right? So um I, I'm keen for anyone. Hopefully, it's not someone like I you know, in the guy like is it uh who's the bloke over in Jaguars? Uh sh-
1: oh Trent is it Trent Bulky? Is it, is it this yeah, but
0: they, their owner and stuff like that, like
1: oh yeah, the they just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are just bad, K-Khan. right? They just have no Sha-Khan? idea how to
0: yeah, how to run an organization, right? So you do need someone with some, like, leadership, uh, understands how, how the Steelers work, and, and we are competitive every year. We don't want to, you know, uh, lose games on purpose and then for, for higher draft picks. But I honestly don't know who they will go. Um, but it doesn't really upset me too much that I don't know because I, I think we are, you know, a, a world-class organization anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean... <laughs> I don't want to lose Khan and Hunt and I really don't want to lose Hunt. Um, I think you can work out some dual role there um, more than what people think. I mean, because unless Omar Khan wants to be the, you know, Jerry, you know, the Jerry Gomes of the Steelers, or does he know as much about talent and spotting talent and scouting as Brandon Hunt? Probably not. And the two together can build an awesome franchise. like, you know, can really build an awesome franchise. So like, I think, from that perspective, yeah, I would like to keep them both in some sort of way, but I think Brandon Hunt would maybe be the maybe you maybe he's like the player and talent, you know, GM player and talent, and you know, um, Omar Khan is operations and finance or something like that, you know, and something something to that you know effect. But if there's one of these outside guys, they were talking about one of the guys that's been involved with the Eagles, and and they do some pretty hefty things there. Um, But they also ship a lot of talent off and they do a lot of trading in that. And I don't know whether that's really going to fit with the approach that the Steelers sort of methodical approach that we take to things. So, um, you know, I think as well with Mike Tomlin, you know, we've got to think about the relationship between the GM and the coach. And and is that GM better sourced from outside or is that GM better sourced within within the organization? So it's kind of interesting.
0: Are you trying to say that we're going to trade up to number three and grab Source Gardner? Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> I wouldn't hate that, you know. <laughs> All
1: right, controversial opinion. I would rather trade up and get Source Gardner than Malik Willis. Boom. Oh boy. Ooh. Um, Ooh, I just
0: man. like his. I just like his name, mate. Eh? And I wouldn't.
1: I, and next one, I wouldn't pick Ty Linderbaum until the third round.
0: Ooh. Oh. Oh, jeez. Uh, that's that's the center from Iowa, right? Is it? Yeah, Isle. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. rate him, but that's me. Anyway, well,
1: uh, <laughs> what else did you have on your list?
0: <laughs> well, <clears throat> okay. Firstly, if it's before the preseason, I think you need to you need to get this established. As Mandy goes away for a second, I think you need to establish some idea. Um, yes, I do want quarterback competition, but I think you need some idea for who is going to be quarterback number. One. Now, the reason I say that is I think around the league, a lot like quarterback, yeah, quarterback competition is good, but I still think you need to know who's going to be quarterback number one. If it is Trubisky, uh, if it is through the draft, if it is through if Rudolph steals the show, but I think you need quarterback number one to lead the team forward. Are you there, Matt, or Are you gone away forever.
1: Yeah, back. sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm probably was getting a bit sore, so I thought I moved my standard. Did you now. hear that? Or do you need to be I nervous? said I, I heard the Trubisky part and then I missed one. Yeah, so
0: basically week. my idea is before the preseason, because a lot of teams around the NFL always have this quarterback competition. And yeah. there's never really a true leader or QB one. And they get this in this in this point where they start someone, then they sit in, then they, they go to the other yeah. person, the QB QB two. I think you need to know and say, okay, if it is Trubisky, which it probably will be, um, yeah, have the competition. Oh, come you on, know.
1: it's got to be. Look at the money they're paying him. If they yeah, if like... they get the quarterback they want, you know, as well, if they get the quarterback they want in the draft, you have to think other teams are going to get one too. And then there's going to be but... second round of free agency and cuts. Mason could be traded. I know everyone goes, there's got to be a market for him, whatever. Someone will trade a sixth or, or maybe even a fifth for Mason Rudolph.
0: No, right. I get that. But imagine if they go out and, and they sign Pickett or Malik Willis. What is the first question they're going to ask or the Steel fans are going to ask? Will he start right,
1: Trubisky? Or oh, the rookie,
0: the rookie? So I'm trying no, to say nah, is, you don't if, start
1: a, I don't think there's any. Uh, the only rookie that's that I think really can start in this is Kenny Pickett. And even then, it'd be you probably okay. don't want to start until six weeks in.
0: What if Trubisky struggles the first two weeks? Are we going to be one of those teams that's that says, Oh, you know, you have to sit Trubisky and start the rookie? A lot no. of, that's, what, that's what I'm getting at. Well, know? let's just, all oh, learn right. from
1: that. I think we all need to learn from the Kello Witherspoon experience, right? <laughs>
0: like, look at yeah, last we, year, we, we sat there we're like, oh,
1: he's no. never on the roster, it was a terrible <laughs> trade. Da, 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 da. In the last four or five weeks of the season, I mean, and made massive plays. I mean, we I just don't even want to fall in into that playoffs. trap,
0: so I, yeah, I don't want to fall into that trap where I think you need to, to understand okay, you go through, say, say for instance, we do draft a quarterback in, in the yeah. uh, in the draft, whoever it is, right. That's a third guy. You may be bringing a veteran. Um, you know, three or four they like, to, they like to run with. Still want the idea of like you need to know who's going to be QB one. You have to give, like you said, give them a shot for six for six games mm-hmm. because I don't want to fall trap into the into some of the teams and some of the fans that say, "Well, we got Trubisky and then he's nothing." Who's the next? Who's the next guy? I'm kind of yeah. sick of that. You know, so you need yeah. to know who's QB one, and that that's one of the biggest things I think for this team is to find out who who QB one is.
1: Well, so I'm right now two or three hours into the ten hour and a bit um, uh, audio book with Mike Florio that was released in March called Playmakers, and it's all about the uh, talks about everything in the NFL. It's a very quite a long book, right? Well, particularly for an audio book, and I, I'm through the quarterback section. If people have started to read the book or know of the book, and in it they talk about Mahomes and and the way that Chiefs fans reacted. You know, and and the Chiefs players, sorry, and the franchise reacted to when they saw Mahomes in camp, and they were like, "Mahomes did the incredible things all through his rookie year that he basically redshirted. We saw that every week at training." But you know, Andy Reid stuck to letting Alex Smith finish what he started, and he was really, really keen on not not letting Mahomes get in there too early. Look at Mahomes now, right? So even if they draft, I mean, Kenny Pickett is a little bit older, right? But assuming they pick some sort of quarterback, if it's a Carson Strong or a Desmond Breeder or something like that, that's assuming they pick one. Every day goes by, I feel like less and less that they might actually pick one in the first two rounds because of where other teams are sitting as well. But if they do pick that person, just let them sit. Like, it's not like quarterbacks are finishing their career at 32 anymore. They're finishing them at, like, 36, 37, 38, 40, right? 50. So, <laughs> oh, who knows with Brady at this point, right? Like... So I think, I mean, how old was Johnny Unitas when he wrapped up? But anyway, the yeah. point being was like, I think you've got to let that person sit. And, and also you've got to, the thing about Trubitsky as well, it's in the Steelers' best interest to let Trubitsky do well because you can blood that rookie, right? You've got someone with a bit of playoff experience. You've got someone that can game manage with the defense. And even if he, your rookie turns out to be fire and that's who you want to go with next year, You've got Chubitsky on a two-year deal. You can trade the guy, right? Like, that gives us more next year to go make this team better. So I think you've got to sit there and say Chubitsky's a starter for the – and provided he wins the job, hopefully he does, comes into training and he can pick the, the offense up. But, I, you know, my gut says he can. I think you're in a situation where, like, you know, the Steelers have played this smart, and they're not locked into Chubitsky for three or four years, right? This no. is very friendly. Um, So – yeah, I think you just sit there and you go right. Trubisky's pencil and number one, and then we see what happens.
0: Yeah, that's what I think. I want to happen is over the you know training camp. Sure, give them give them all a shot. Whoever whoever does come in uh, in the quarterback room, you know uh, to quote unquote, you know to to uh, take or replace Haskins' spot at number three. Um, so whoever comes in there, they need competition. But at the same time, you need to have a you know a true number one, and then and then ride with that guy. Ride with him in for the six to eight games. Don't say after two games, three games, you know, put someone else in because then it'll be a failure of a season, I think, if they keep changing quarterbacks over and over and over.
1: Well, are we going to do the Browns thing? Like, I don't want to do the Browns. I don't want to be- oh, the big jersey? Yeah, I don't want to be
0: the Browns. At least you, at least you save money on jerseys, you know, like saving, saving about, what, $2,000.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, every, there's a lot of chat in the live chat about picking a quarterback. Like, obviously, an NFL franchise needs four quarterbacks, but when I – like – I'm going to bring up two points when we get to mine that I think, you know, having a having a fantastic fourth string quarterback is not going to win Pittsburgh Steelers the Super Bowl. If we're relying on the fourth string quarterback, we got issues. Like I just, everyone's enamored with the quarterback position. Like, you know, look what happened when Ben was out. We had Devlin, Duck Hodges, and Mason Rudolph, and like the defense practically got us to the playoffs. Like a fourth string quarterback, it doesn't matter. We had Dobbs. You know, did Dobbs do anything? No. Like, people have got to get over this. Like, it's just, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: I, I don't think the quarterback is the is – the, it sounds weird to say, but maybe the quarterback won't – I don't know. Maybe we just do, just need a game manager like Trubisky. We do. And then, see, and then see what he can do because our running game will be better and our defense, hopefully, on paper, looks lights out. On paper, it looks unbelievable.
1: Well, that leads well into the two that I want to bring up, the two points that I wanted to bring up, unless you've got a third. Um, but I, I it really does lead well into uh, two. I've got a f i have got a few more. <laughs> All right. Well why don't we let me get to these two and then we and then we'll switch it back. We'll switch it back. All right. So my first one was the Steelers need to find a way, whether it is drafting or padding out the, the cornerback room with more with more guys. We need more interceptions.
0: Yeah,
1: I agree. I thirteen interceptions is like uh, just it's it's not enough. It's not enough if you're going to have the elite defense. It's not enough if you are going to rely on a game manager. The rookies we're going to have across the wide receiver room, second year players in Najee and Fremuth, who I love. You know, we we just need more. Um, now I know we lead in sacks, and I know the way the Steelers' defense is structured, but also we've now got Terrell Austin. As our defensive coordinator, Mike Tomlins, our head coach, we need to find a way in the secondary. And the reality is, is that when I look at the last when I looked at the last six Super Bowl champions, apart from the Patriots in 2016, who was 17th in the league, all the Super Bowl champions have been seventh or better, and four out of the six have been top five or better. So, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to that, the Steelers are well below the league average. Over the like compared to well well below the Super Bowl team average. So the Super Bowl champs, the Rams had 19 last year, the Bucks had 15 the year before, the Chiefs had 16 the year before that, the Patriots had 18 the year before that, the Eagles had 19 in 2017, and then the Patriots had 13 in 2016, which was the outlier. They were 17th. So if you look at the Super Bowl champs, they average 16.6 interceptions uh per per in that in their season right and so oh can you hear me mark
0: yeah i just i see a picture of uh of bad's face what's going on mate and i hope we're still live um <clears throat> i'm gonna go on to my second point if maddie isn't there hang on a minute guys this is this is the blessing of technology let's get rid of maddie for a minute <clears throat> okay so i'm gonna go on to my second point so Matty was talking about the, you know, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers don't do, you know, interceptions too well. Um, My second point, I think, you know, what we need to improve, I need to figure out before the the preseason. And this is like still a very, here he comes back. I'm going to keep going. Okay. I'm going to let you finish. Right. <laughs> my second point is, let me remove you, Maddie, for a minute. You're, you're distracting me. Okay. Uh, my second point is, we've got to figure out, are you there? You're back. Maddie. you're back? <laughs> All right, I'm going to remove you. Okay, sorry, guys. for the po- My apologies 100% because Maddie is interrupting trying to figure out his technology. My second point is, we've got to figure out what's going to happen with Tuit. Uh I did see an article a few days ago. Like He's still kind of like, uh, is he unsure? We'll come back. Uh, a few weeks ago, there was ideas that Tua will definitely come back to the Steelers, and there was you know him talks with with Kevin Colbert and stuff like that. My idea is whatever is happening with with Stefan Tua, I think the team needs to know. I think the team needs to know The fans need to know. I think we need to overall, and it, it, maybe in the draft too, they might you know draft someone to help to help replace him. Um, and called and bishops are here too. Davis or Wyatt, because you don't know about two, and the other guys are getting older. So, my point is, I think you have to figure out is two at 100% coming back to the Steelers? And, Maddie, are you back? I am. I,
1: I'm so sorry about that. The
0: whole screen shut down. Everything went like haywire. I'm like, what's
1: happening? Oh, like, boy. um, <laughs> but what I was basically like alluding to there is like when you look at the interception rate, like, so the Super Bowl Champs have averaged 16.6, the Steelers have averaged over the same time period. We only had 13 last year. We had 20 back in 2019. You know, when you store what the reason 20, that's the most we've had in the last six years, right? And you saw the difference that made when we did have a game manager in Mason Rudolph or Devlin Hodges, and they weren't even great game managers, right? So when I look at the interception rate, we need to improve it, right? And we had 18 in 2020. We only had eight in 2018. We had 16 in 2017, 13 in 2016 but we don't have the franchise quarterback anymore at the moment, right? We may have them, or we may find them in the draft and we may find them in Trubisky, but they're not going to be there in 2022 really. So for me, I just think interceptions are an absolutely key part that, we, that the Steelers need to unlock to improve this defense and improve the overall fortunes of the team.
0: Well, they need to the get
1: point- more possessions.
0: Yeah, it's even to the point that I think last year the ter- turnover ratio was two or was even. Um, there was just, yeah, we're getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback, getting a lot of sacks. We're not turning the ball over, you know, not like we used to like years past. So, um, yeah, my apologies or our apologies for that guys. You were like on, you're off.
1: It was nuts. I, was. I got a new, yeah. I got a new uh screen right before I left, so I hooked everything up um last week right before I went away, and then I don't know, I think it might have like a timer on it or something, but everything just went. Maybe I bumped a cord, I don't know. I just yeah, it all just went haywire. So
0: don't know, mate. Well, I don't know if you like, heard, but I was, I was talking about it being, uh, he, in my opinion, he needs to turn, he needs to. Is he going to show up to play for the Steelers or not? I, I need to know. That's that's what I'm.
1: Saying. Me too, because. Like, go get a King Hicks. Go get Ogunjobi. Like, go get someone. Like, I, I'm getting beyond it, to be honest. It's kind of...
0: Yeah, well, two, I think, You
1: know, like, it has been one of my favorite players. Like, always.
0: It's and not like, even about being... The, it's about the business side. I just need exactly. to Exactly. I need to know, or the Steelers need to know, for the direction of the team, will you be there? Will you be starting 100% or won't you be? And we'll either move on or you can play. That's what I'm saying. 100%. So that was my second point, by the way, before everything went crazy. Sorry about that. All right, Mark, <laughs> you're going to love the next one from me. All right.
1: The Steelers need to find a way to score more rushing touchdowns. Oh, 100%. Right? We How many, how many do you reckon we had last
0: year? Uh, wait a minute. I think I know this. Seven. We had 10. Oh, Rats. But we were 28th in the league, right? Oh, did, did Quaypool score one or something on the on the end around? Yeah, I think... No, he,
1: no Juju did one, didn't he? Framers did one.
0: Yeah, okay. Framers
1: did one. But so did
0: we had... Did get eight or seven?
1: Yeah, Naji had eight, so I think. Right. Um... Maybe you're right. Maybe you'd only have seven. Um, but we had – so we had 10 last year. We had 12 the year before, which was ranked 27th in the league. We had 7th the year before – 7. 7 the year before that ranked 29th. That was the first year. I think that second year, first year of that bell. Um, 16 in 2018, 7th in the league, which was good. And then we had 12 in 2017, which was 15th in the league. The Steelers average 11.4 touchdowns if you look at the last five seasons right? The league average over the last five years in 2021, it was 15.8, right? It's difference of 4.4 touchdowns. The league average was 16.6 in 2020. The league average was 14 in 2019, which you know, is is closer, but the Steelers averaged half that in 2019. In 2018, the league average was 13.7. That is the only time that we've beaten the average. And then in 2017, the average was 12 and we had 12. The league average over five years is fourteen point eight. That's a difference of three point four. The Steelers are over thirty five percent below the league average in rush towns, rushing touchdowns. Do you know, do you know why
0: though? It's because it's because the way that Big Ben used to play, we used to get to the you know the first and five away from the goal, and he probably he threw it <laughs> five times. Yeah, but like he would, he would he'd, he'd throw it five times or. You know, it's that's just the way that we used to play. I, I still remember throughout his career, Big Ben was great, but there were a lot of times that I would yell out, "Don't be stupid, Ben, or don't do something dumb," because you just knew that he, he could go all the way down the field, and we have a chance to run it in, and we we would throw from the fir- you know first and eight or whatever, and then we just we throw three times and then we lose and get a field goal. You know, so we need yeah we need the, the, to run it more. Um, I, I miss that kind of football anyway. I I, I kind of like just try Just go, this three downs is running every time because you should gain movement. Ho- hopefully, Uh surely the, the odds are in your favor to get into the end zone after three turns or four turns. So, I don't know. I don't know. So, I, I want to see more. I want to see more, you know, smash me. How are we going to?
1: Yeah. But my, my point is like, we don't have a franchise quarterback. We need to score points elsewhere and we need to stop points elsewhere. That's, that's why I picked oh. these two things to go look at some stats from because, we need more possessions and we need to take the pressure off the quarterback, whoever the hell it is, whether it's Mason Rudolph, whether it was, was Haskins, whether it is Trubitsky, we need to do that. And the other thing is what you and I've been talking about for a long time now. And I, Owen and I talked about it last week in drafting and running back late on late on. It can't just be Najee. And if you look at the last few years, the highest number of touchdowns we had was in 2020 But, you know, in the last five years, you know, um, since 2018, when when Bell was still around and and we had Connor, like we need to get the guys like Claypool. We need to get, you know, Freemuth. We need to get those sort of guys involved in the Canada offense and sweep arounds and those sorts of things, even Deontay to supplement these touchdowns. But Najee alone, you know, he's we're hedging our bet. We're relying on a lot to think that he alone is going to change this number. And this number needs to go up.
0: Yeah, I would definitely like to see the defense turn it around, get the short field, um, use use Mitch Mitch Berg, and 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 get down to you know the first and twenty, and then start to run Naji more. Um, you are right though, because last year I think Naji was eighty five percent of the snaps. That's just way too high. Man, I think um, it was
1: more than that. I think it was like ninety. Yeah.
0: Well, just you don't you don't even yeah, it's 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 nuts and bolts because. You can start to use Quaypool on the outside, but they, they've kind of seen what we do with that. Yeah, um, I know you need to work, move into it, but, may, but but something tells me too, at the end of the day, they probably will just run Najee.
1: <laughs> they will. They,
0: they did it with Bell. Um, you know, we can say all these things about who's going to be running back number two. We need to do this, get the offense more involved, get what more involved, put what in the field. But at the end of the day, they're probably just going to put him out there for nine out of 10 snaps, like you said, and, and then just see what happens. And... If they're gonna
1: do that, if they're gonna do that, um, bad brought up on one of the other shows. It might have been the might have been with KT Smith a couple of weeks ago, and I think it would have been talked about maybe by Jeremy Betts and Andrew Wilbur or or on one of the shows at least. Why not get a top three round running back over a rookie quarterback in the first three rounds and sit him behind Najee and just smash mouth football like just run it up the run it up the middle like.
0: I would love that, but it's not the way the league's played now. So, I would love to have a two-back set, like a really top top-notch Naji, and then the second running back just go, you know, um, hammer and tongs right at it, just go bang bang, right. But it's not the way the league's played. But, However, but, but it could be. But it could be. Yeah, it because could
1: be. Because if, if you're holding the ball, <laughs> the other team's not got the ball. As long as you don't fumble it, they can't score.
0: You know, a lot of a lot of a lot of fans won't like to watch the game. They'll say it's boring. But for you and I, we will love it. <laughs> But we, we'll like we, we, I know we will absolutely love it. Like Pete, people, people go. Oh, it's not fun,
1: right? It's pretty fun to like, be. It is. <laughs> Do you want to win? Yeah. Right. But it's not. Look, it's not fun. What I, what I will compare it to is you and I like watch you know the rugby sports, right? It's not fun to see that over twenty five games plus the finals, right? It's not fun to see only you know defense and low scoring, you know, in, in basketball or hockey or. You know, even baseball like low scoring games, but the NFL is 17 games of attrition. Like, and then you get to the playoffs.
0: It it it's win or go home, and
1: like I don't care.
0: Yeah, as long as we have like a threat to pass the, to pass the football here and there, I think it will help us out. And Trubisky will probably be more of a you know play action run around kind of style too. Hopefully, he doesn't get us into too much trouble where he's taking unnecessary sacks and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. or we're going backwards, or the offensive line is getting penalties because that kind of cost us too. Last year, watching the game, uh, you could see at the minute that we did a false start or first 15, that drive was over, we could not come back. The offense wasn't designed that way to go out and get 15 yards, it wasn't really designed to go out there and get 10 yards. Let's be honest, it was you know, it was just kind of like hit and hope. And I, I think running Najee and then having a uh, another good second running back would be fantastic. It brings you back to who was it, um, back in the day. Uh, Rocky Blyer and uh, Franco Harris, right? They put them up. They put them in the old split set from the highlights I've seen, and you didn't yep. know who was going to get the football. But the NFL isn't being played like that now because, but but, the- but,
1: but, but like we had thir- we had ten touchdowns. Philadelphia had twenty five. New England had twenty four. The Cardinals with their passing game had twenty three. Tennessee obviously had twenty three. Like it makes sense. Colts had twenty two. Like Buffalo Bills twenty. You know, like the top 10 in the league all had almost double our touchdown
0: number. Yeah, definitely. Well, it, James Connors. Charges, Charges.
1: Charges had 18, and they've got Herbert. They, look, the well, franchise, like franchise quarterback, like Kyle Murray. you know, like just, you know, Josh Allen with 20, you know, Tampa Bay, you know, obviously Brady was there. The Browns even, like obviously, with Chubb and, and, and Hunt. Why can't we replicate that? It's AFC North football in the cold.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I would be happy to see that come back to the Steelers, but maybe that's the, the new the new identity because I think we did know over the last few years that Big Ben was like, it's his offense or there's no offense, right? So uh, maybe it comes back and, and it, you know, we improve the O-line and I would love to see if they draft, like, wouldn't it be shock, if not, maybe not the first round, but the second round if they draft the running back?
1: <laughs> well, Bruce, Well, I mean, Brees Hall is considered by most people the top running back. He's not a first round running back, and I mean mm. I'm against drafting running backs in the first round unless you fully plan to get six years out of them with the five year deal and then the franchise tag, right? But like Kenneth Walker's there. I'm um, trying to think of the other bloke that's there. Like second, third round, there's there's guys like get him.
0: Yeah, I I reckon so, and it's also going to breed competition too for Najee. Like those two fellas, I always think. You know, if you have two two young running backs in in the line, we all know that Benny Snell's not doing anything. Same with um uh what's the other bloke? McFarland. Uh, McFarlane, you know, Trip over their feet, McFarlane. Yeah, if you bring in another guy that can be the, the second running back to to Najee, that, that just breeds competition in, in my opinion. And that's it's gonna be you know hopefully fantastic to see Then run the football and then Mitchell Trubisky can, you know, pass from maybe 15 to 25 attempts, and that's it. And well, that, I mean, that, Sean Manahan
1: brings up like drafting the that RB from Alabama, Brian Johnson oh. Jr. I think his name is. Man, if he's available in the third, I mean, better if he's available in the fourth, 100%. 100%. He's a bruiser like Najee, a little bit less speed. But like, have those two just oh, go this- Boom, boom,
0: boom. All this running back talk really makes me want to see them do it now. Like I don't even care what. Position but imagine what you oh, can do with the
1: play action pass, which Trubisky is really good at, and let Claypool go down the field with it, like and Freemuth, If you actually have a running threat, and everyone on, now the, the big piece, if you're sitting there listening, is like you know, and I know so many of my BTC <clears throat> colleagues, our BTC colleagues, would bring this up is what about the O line? You, we've got to trust that the O-line is better than last year. Like, let's look at the development of it. You've got to trust that, you know, or we'll hope that Dotson's going to stay healthy. They'll probably address it somewhere in the draft as well. But like, honestly, I just, yeah, I know. I want to see them do it too. That's why I like guys late in the draft like a Pierre Strong. Like, I, I,
0: I want to see him do it. Well, we're in the perfect position as well because we've already got a uh, running back number one in Najee. So we are in the perfect position to go out there and get it a, a third round or second round because last year if you said that or we, can, we we have to wait to a third third round you wouldn't want to do it but now we're in the perfect spot where we have our guy Naji hopefully hopefully for the next 10 years and who can be second fiddle to that to that bloke that's what i'm saying like, that is it is a really good point and if if Mitchell is a game manager or he can try and be something better than what we're all saying because i don't really think anyone's got a uh, you know that actually pinpointed what Trevissy can be for me i'm uh, he's growing on me but I don't know, right? So in that case, run the football, play defense, and I think we have a chance to win a lot of games because we are, I keep saying it, we're playing the third easiest schedule in the NFL. 100%. So there's a big chance. And our defense, I'm sorry, we have to win. I I don't don't want to give up on my team, but yeah, we have to win like a game in playoffs. Like there has to be a point with this defense. But
1: the way to win a game and the way, like look look at the Kansas City Chiefs game. Imagine if we had one or two more interceptions in the first half. And we took the ball away from Mahomes. Like, let's look at the AFC. Right, you're going to have Allen, Mahomes. Um, you know, you've got maybe if Watson actually comes back, you've got Lamar. Um, you've got Herbert. You know, you've got Russell Wilson now added to the mix. You know, you maybe if you want to count Derek Carr as well. You know, you've got and I'm and I'm missing guys out. You've got all those quarterbacks. What is the one thing you can do to stop them getting the ball apart from playing good defense? Because you can't have your defense on there the whole time. Is run the football, take the ball away from them, soak up the clock. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the NFL, they talk about things going shifts and roundabouts. That's why you've seen bigger backs start to come into the league and do well, like your Derrick Henry's, your Najee Harris's. That's what happened in, like, you know, the 80s and before. Let's go back there. Let's let's play with the trend, right? Take the ball away, make it hard, make it crunch when they've got the ball. And
0: yeah, like I just—I'm all, I'm all for it, man. i, I would rather see uh, a sixty-yard run like beast mode, the, you know, uh, Lynch do that kind of run than a big pass. I've I've always liked the run more because it was from the, the the better stays, and you know, even even was like the betters and Willie Parker. I uh, enjoyed watching Mendenhall for a little bit, you know. Yeah. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, of course. Like we kind of think now back, like he's, he's nothing now. But Bell back in the day for us was like, yo, far out. He's a good running back. So we do need that, and we need that that physical uh, presence. But it comes down to two. I think it's going to be a completely different team going forward because we don't have Big Ben anymore, and I think he held us back nearly the last two years. to Be honest. So but I think. You yeah hear he had- about the Ben?
1: Like what I can't understand. I mean, I can because I can. I don't, you know. I can. I can only imagine what the, the ego of that franchise quarterback. I'm not saying Ben specifically. I'm saying the role that that is right and and winning over time. But like, maybe Ben would have had. A, maybe he might have won a few more games toward the end of his career. Maybe he might even still be playing this year. You know, maybe he might have not done that injury if the Steelers. Had like if we did have a better running game. Now I'm not putting that all that blame on Ben. No way. But look at the playoff games when we throw 500 yards. Look at the playoff games when Big Ben throws 50. 50 has to throw 50 times. Did not we win against the Browns in the wild card playoff? No, we didn't. Did we win against the Chiefs? No, we didn't. Did we win against the Jaguars? No, we didn't. Hmm.
0: It's definitely hmm. <laughs> It's it's definitely his ego for sure because yeah you think about it. i oh, was not well, his Ben's
1: ego necessarily, but I'm just saying we have no running. We don't have a running offense that can do anything.
0: Yeah, but near the latter of his career, near the end, he was definitely throwing. You know, like you said, fifty times a game. And why couldn't we just play how Peyton Manning or Tom Brady does it now? You know, how they just hand off and play short passes. But Big Ben was playing to his ability of like 2016, 2015, and it just didn't happen near the end. So I think it's going to be really intriguing to watch. Um, you know, Trubisky as as if he is QB1, hopefully he wins the job and does that. But then, like you said, build the O-line, run Najee, and we need a when for this offense to succeed, we need probably a second running back to help us out too. Like it just can't happen last year. What happened? I think that collectively they got 90 yards uh in the season. So Well, if you look at if you look at the Eagles, right?
1: Now I'm not saying that they're the you know bastion of all, you know, offensive play or anything like it, but you look at we go to their rushing and we look at who had the touchdown. So they had 25. They led the league. Now they had 10 from Jalen Hurts, right? Now, fair enough, rushing near the, near the, the but they, he's rushing in the in the red zone anyway, right? And we could do that. Trubisky can, can, yeah. Trubitsky, I, I agree. Like Trubisky, five. Let's say the KPI for him is five rushing touchdowns if he plays more than 14 games. And they had Boston Scott with seven. Kenneth Gainwell, Gaw- Gaw- who I really liked. And I was kind of hoping the Steelers would look at him. Number, he had five. And Jordan, Jordan Howard had three, right? But they found 25 touchdowns from four blokes, right? We had 10 touchdowns that I think came from three blokes. (laughs) I'm going to pull it up. But, like, come off it, man. Like, just, I don't know. I think it's, like, even if they get to the league average, right, even if they can get, like, to 15, I'd be happy with that.
0: No, I I think the offense will be completely different next year, and it, it needs to come. Yeah, we had uh,
1: seven from Najee, one from Ben, one from Juju, one oh, from Eric have...
0: Ebron. One from Eric really? Ebron. Come <laughs> on, man. It didn't even... Did Ben have a rushing touchdown last year? Yeah,
1: he did. Remember, he had the sneak? You know, when he did the first oh, one, no, and then yeah, they yeah, caught yeah. it back ridiculously, and then they ran it a little bit, and then he had the sneak again.
0: I wonder how Eric. So, so pretty much, really, in reality, we had seven or eight rushing touchdowns, not 10. Because we had those seven ones...
1: touchdowns from a back.
0: Yes. From a that's pretty that's that's poor, right? And it's
1: all that. from the all from the number one guy.
0: Yeah, and one for Ebron, which he's probably at the door too. Right? I'm not bringing him back. No. Hmm. he still super... didn't even have a hundred yards on the season. <laughs> that's what I said, mate. They've got 90. That's what I think I went over a few weeks ago. They got I think 90 in between them. Uh, but we do have a super chat here from Snowman. So thanks, Snowman, mate. Five dollars. Uh, this is this is oh, this is bad. I just uh, received my Dwayne, my Dwayne Haskins jersey and I started to cry, rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins. yeah, one hundred percent. he's gonna be uh throughout our thoughts throughout the season and we'll go through the process as best we can. um it's an honor it's a, maybe it's, it's it's an honor now, Stoneman, to have his Jersey it's actually it's an honor to have any jersey really uh, oh, except a b Far out sorry i've got I've got a b one I', I not to do with I don't know what to do with my a b. Someone will take his number. AB's number is not going to get
1: retired, so you can just get something. No, of, I'm talking about buy, my... you can buy these. They have the ones you can now like iron over, or you can get stitched oh, okay. over the top. I'm just waiting for doing AB. A juju.
0: Yeah, well, you got a juju one, right? I've got AB. Like, do I keep it because it will be like, will you do something famous and, and, and make me money if I sell it, or is, is AB just gone? I don't know.
1: No, like my juju though, like, is the the jersey that was like my Christmas present that I got at the stadium in 2019 and it's number 19. Like I'm keeping that well, thing. But if a player okay. I like, it has the name, then I'll get a new nameplate for
0: it. A lot of fans did say goodbye to Juju. And I think you've even talked about it too. It's only one year, mate. He can come back. You never know. Hey, I, I
1: stick by what I said this time
0: last yeah, I know, year. I I said he, he,
1: will, he will play <laughs> another game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah.
0: People, people 100%. on the Facebook and on his, on his YouTube page, are like, oh, we, we, we miss you. Good luck, but it's one-year deal, and you never know. you might come back next year or ne- year after. I don't know. It's happened. Before. Oh,
1: this guy. I gotta bring up this chat just because he's got a sick name. Steeler Saiyan Jedi. I love Star Wars. I love Dragon Ball Z as a kid. This is a terrific name. I love this. <laughs> this name is like this name is one of the best name. Uh, like, apart from someone's actual name, this is the best. You know, YouTube alias. I reckon I've seen in, in the deal live chat. This is and he's, terrific. And he's it got says, a, what's guys? A- uh, what's up, guys? I'm really curious and excited about the coming season. I want to see how the offense stacks up against other North teams. Yeah, it's a good point.
0: I like it. And I think we, we, we talked about that. We need to get back to running the football. And um, I think I think yeah, Trubisky will. To me, it's just going to be completely different. I hopefully it's going to be a refresher. Like, let's be real. I don't want to see any more three and outs. I want to see first downs and runs and and moving the ball forward. Because we know with with Big Ben, he went out there and just tried to throw a 70-yard pass the first go, you know. (laughs) Or like Ready's first route, Juju slant. There he is. And there's like three defenders on him. I want to see something different. I want to see something different.
1: Well, I want to bring this up from Sean Munahan because I completely agree, right? Sean has says, can we really trust Canada not to certain let up? So we're just going to say stuff the whole thing up anyway. This has sat in the back of my mind for quite a while, and I have talked about it or alluded to it in different shows. We keep talking about the Matt Canada offense. Like I'm not disputing the guy has an incredible mind, you know, in, offensively, and it's, it's shown in different college things and other teams wanted him. I'm not challenging all that. But you do sit there a little bit, the cynic in all of us, and you go, well, what if it doesn't work? Exactly. And, and is is Canada always, is he going to ever have the players that make it work? And how many years do you invest in the Canada offense? And that's what I loved about free agency. And I said it at the time, we're not locked in with all these players. And I don't think the players we drafted last year are lock us into that either. And I don't think the players, the Steels are really going to draft this year. And this is why it's, Important of having a long-term head coach and a long-term GM in Colbert. I don't think they're going to draft players that will necessarily lock us into that system again. And I, you know, obviously we need to draft players that fit, but you know, aren't going to be defined by that system. And I think that's really that's the that's the key thing here.
0: If I see the same offense as last year and the year before, or whatever, mm. I'm gonna be frustrated. Go He's gone. He's uh, gone. I don't care. You have no. look at all the time we, we have. All the time to talk about the team. Imagine what the time they can do to improve the team, and, mate. And how
1: much are they getting paid to do it? You know, exactly. you and I have got to have other jobs, other things going on. I could lives. do it if they were Man, paying they paid me heaps more money to do. Like,
0: if they were paying me money, I would design plans or go and talk to someone about football. And I, you know, yeah, you have all the time. You're you're our coach, an offensive coach. You have to do better than last year. No offense, you have to. If he if he struggles this year, and it's because on the offense and his game plan, he's not ready. Uh, And even to a certain degree, I do love Tom, and if he's not ready again, yeah, there needs to be questions asked, and things need to happen, you need to move on, because you have all the talent, you have so much talent on the offense, and so much talent on the defense, and if you can't move the ball, like last year, when you do, if I see that, like, fourth and ten, and you throw to Najee, and there's, like, four players on you, nah, I'm just... It's gonna be a wild. You know what? Ride. If I'm
1: Najee, I'm getting the ball and I'm lobbing it back at the quarterback. <laughs> I'm
0: it back, mate. This is rubbish. He's like, "What did you see?" He's like, "Well, I had four blokes like you know approaching me, so I flea flickered. <laughs> yeah, but that was like one of the worst plays I've ever seen in my life. Like, I was, like, you can't actually Nap. do that
1: anyway. It's a penalty. But like, I would I'd take the penalty. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be like, "You know what? That's on you. Go throw like a, a four and what the penalty be on that? Um, I don't a know. four and twenty. And you can throw it deep to Claypool and you know stuff that I'm not capturing. But yeah,
0: if we see that kind of preparation and offense from Matt Canada's system, we've all been talking about it. Yes, he needs to go, or something needs to come in and change it because you just can't do that play. It was <laughs> it's,
1: it's April 16th, and like in 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 Aussie
0: land, and we're already <laughs> firing Canada. <laughs> i not gonna fight No, no, I'm not gonna fire him. I think we're in the same boat. We want to see you, you have a fresh start, a fresh QB, a fresh offense. What can you do? What can you do now? But if yeah. it's exactly the same as with Big Ben, I'm sorry. There needs to be, you know, things need to happen. That's it. That's
1: it. Anything else before we wrap up the show? We've uh, hit the time limit, believe it. Um,
0: no, we? nah, we'll, save, we'll save it for next week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is good. We've decided the Steelers are drafting and running back in the first three. Rounds. I like that. We've decided the cornerbacks need a refresh. We've decided Trubitsky's the starter job. This is a good recap of the podcast, right? I've had a technical difficulty that's derailed it. We've talked about really good names. We've decided that to get get with the program, we'll get out of the program, mm-hmm. and uh, we've also decided that Matt Canada's on the hot seat.
0: What a what a podcast! That's a lot for forty five minutes. Yeah, it's mate. That's he's a hot something. take
1: every seven minutes, mate.
0: He's he's got to do something there. I'm telling you, this is this, there's no no more excuses. Like you've had four months to game plan. Go on your holiday. Come back. Design design how to win and go win. That's it.
1: That's mate. I can't wrap up the the podcast in YouTube any better than that. With that, that's Steelers touch down under. I'm Matty Pepperrell with Mikey D. As always,
0: go Steelers. When I know that it can never really be the same, how could I move forward when I keep looking
1: backward? I'm just standing still. How? Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price of participation vary. Terms apply.
0: Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears.